0: Calling all detectives. Most private detectives work hard to get their cases. But I once had a case that I was slugged into taking. That is the situation on this page from my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, private detective. A private detective like me, Jerry Browning, gets all kinds of clients. And he doesn't always enjoy working for them. Klondike Joe Weevil was probably never west of the Mississippi, but the cash registers at his barroom reaped a golden harvest. At Klondike, Joe's bankers and pickpockets robbed elbows, which made it a doubly good place for a private detective to visit once in a while. Hello, Jerry. I'll buy a drink. I turned to find Gouge Henderson standing behind me. Gouge was big, ill-tempered, and got his nickname from his habit of trying to thumb out the eyes of people who annoyed him. Well, thanks, Gouge. I'll have a beer. Hey, Slowfoot. Two beers. Make it snappy. Huh? Here's how, Gouge. I know how. Drink your drink. We'll go to wake. We'll go to what kind of work, Gouge. I got a case for you. So hurry it up. I pushed the beer away. Nothing doing, Gouge. I don't want a case from you. Gouge frowned, flexed his fingers. Are we going to have trouble, Jerry? I hunched my shoulders. If you make trouble, Gouge, I guess we'll have it. Gouge thought it over for a couple of seconds. Look, Jerry, Klondike is a good guy. So why should we wreck his joint? But let's see you come outside. By this time, I was good and mad. Okay, come on outside. I was watching Gouge carefully. I should have been looking behind me because as I reached the door... (laughs) Jerry has took the case. I refused a case from a hoodlum in a barroom. I was slugged and kidnapped. When I came to, I found myself lying on a couch in what seemed to be a large, well-furnished room. I moved my head a fraction of an inch... Saw that four men were sitting in easy chairs across the room. I tightened my muscles and <clears throat> I ducked under hands that grabbed at me and with my fists, elbows, and feet dealt out plenty of punishment until the weight of numbers banged me down and pinned me to the floor. A big red-faced man stood over me. Browning, do you know who I am? I stared up into his face. Yeah, you're Tom Medvale. You're wanted for murder. That's right. Only I didn't do it, Browning. I've been framed. I need an honest man to prove it. Will you listen to me? Make these hoods let go of me. Okay. Let them go. I got up, looked at the hoods who'd scrambled back out of reach. I'll well, listen to you, Medvale. But the first time I catch Goug Henderson, I'll twist his head off his shoulders. Boy, Jerry, wasn't me that slugged you. Outside, all of you. I had to bring you here, Browning. There was no other way to do it. Now listen. Most of what Medvale told me I already knew. He owned a big gambling house out on Woodhaven Road. For a while, there were rumors that Lefty Buchanan, the mobster, was trying to move in on Medvale. One evening, Buchanan came out to Medvale's place for a conference. There were shots... And Buchanan lay dead on the floor of Medville's office. But I tell you, I didn't kill him. Somebody shot him through the window. Browning, would I be fool enough to kill him in my own place? I thought about that. No, I don't think you would. Browning, find out who killed Buchanan. And I'll take my chances on proving it in court. Well, I'll see what I can do. Thanks, Browning. I trust you. Medvale had a man, not one of those who'd fought with me, drive me back to town. The first thing I did was go back to Klondike Joe's place. Klondike, it's easy for a place to get a bad name if the boss lets hoodlums hang around the doorway and slug customers as they come out. Browning, I don't invite your trade, and I'll figure to struggle along without it. Okay, Klondike, if that's how you feel about it... <clears throat> I knocked him back against his glassware, strode out of there feeling a little better, and a lot puzzled. Klondike Joe had the right connections, made a lot of money, should have been above letting small-time hoodlums waylay his customers. A thing that couldn't possibly happen without at least his tacit consent. The next morning, I decided to go down to headquarters, get a line on how much of a case there was against Medvale. But when I got there... Medvale? He's going to the chair, Jerry. We grabbed him last night at his hideout in Lake Valley. You did? Where did you get the tip, Dawson? Lieutenant Dawson grinned, poked me playfully. You're a great kidder, Jerry. I don't know how you did it, Jerry, but I want you to know I sure appreciate it. See you later. So Dawson thought the tip on Medvale's arrest came from me, which also meant that Medvale thought so and that pretty soon everybody in town would think so. I drove my car out beyond the city limits Put it in a public garage Came back by bus and streetcar Spent the rest of the day in the second balcony of a movie theater Three complete performances later, it was 10.30 at night And I headed for Klondike Joe's place Knowing that I was a target every step of the way I didn't enter the bar I wasn't that foolish Instead, I worked my way around back found a hiding place under a window of Klondike's back room office. Then I waited. I waited until one in the morning, until I saw what I wanted. Klondike Joe in a huddled conference with Gouge Henderson. Then I took out my gun and with the butt... Oh, it was a fine battle while it lasted, but it didn't last long enough. Klondike went out cold in the first few moments. Then I worked over Gouge carefully until... I paid no attention to the knocking at the locked door. Instead, I dragged Gouge to his feet, propped him up against the wall. Gouge, first I'm gonna pistol-whip you, then I'll twist your head off your shoulders just as I promised. We can't both live, so you might as well be the one to die. He must have thought I meant it because he talked fast. Yeah? Klondike Joe is the killer, of course. His success made him ambitious, so he figured out a plan to take over both Buchanan and Medvale by shooting Buchanan and letting Medvale burn for it. He had Gouge Henderson's help by promising to let Gouge run Medvale's roadhouse. It was Gouge who betrayed Medvale to the police, led them to believe I was phoning in the tip, so that when I was shot, it would look like gangland vengeance for betrayed confidence. Like I said, in this business you don't always pick your clients, but you can always pick your enemies. Listen next time to Calling All Detectives. Mystery drama, mystery quiz, and a chance for you to match wits with yours truly, Jerry Browning, Private Detective.